Welcome to the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast. I'm Aaron Van Dorn, speaking to you from the Lancet's New York office. Today on the podcast, I'm speaking with Dr. Scott Bell, Executive Director of Research at Metro North Hospital and Health Service and a Senior Physician at the Adult Cystic Fibrosis Center at the Prince Charles Hospital in Brisbane, Australia, and Dr. Felix Ratchin, Head of the Translational Medicine Program at the Research Institute in Toronto, Canada, leaders of the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Commission on Cystic Fibrosis. I spoke with them to discuss the future of cystic fibrosis care. Dr. Bell, can you explain what causes cystic fibrosis and briefly describe the main clinical features of this disorder? Cystic fibrosis results from a defective chloride channel leading to dehydrated secretions on epithelial surfaces. And this results from a recessively inherited gene, which is common in populations that have a European origin. The gene is particularly expressed on the airway, both the upper and lower respiratory tract, the gastrointestinal tract, and the male reproductive tract. The majority of the morbidity and mortality associated with CF relates from lung disease, but also there are other common manifestations including undernutrition as a result of pancreatic insufficiency and a myriad of other complications as a result of this multi-system disease. And Dr. Ratchin, you explain in the paper that health outcomes for people with cystic fibrosis have improved substantially over the past few decades. What are the main developments that have led to increased life expectancy and improved health and quality of life for patients? fact alone, there are multiple components that have led to better outcomes of patients. One is the earlier diagnosis, uh, which now happens mainly through on screening. Better nutritional support for patients has been shown to affect uh, long-term outcomes, as well as more aggressive and targeted approaches to airway infection. And in addition to that, airway clearance approaches are very important. And all of the approach to uh, treatment in cystic fibrosis consists of the teamwork of of people uh, that work together. So this uh, this multidisciplinary team is really a key component of this. And more recently, we have the CFTR modulators that have come into the field. But the major advances and outcomes have actually been made even before the CFTR modulators became available. Can you explain how these new therapeutic options might transform health outcomes for people with cystic fibrosis? One of the things that we've seen with these new uh, therapies is that they have led to improvements in outcomes beyond what we've seen with any other therapy introduced into cystic fibrosis alone. That's probably not unexpected because these therapies are targeted towards the underlying defect and so target an earlier aspect of the pathophysiology of the disease. And right now, we have highly effective therapy for a limited number of mutations, those that we call gating mutations, where the channel is actually expressed at the cell surface and can be activated with a medication called Ivacaptor. But we have now drugs that are very close to the clinic that may work on the most common mutation, the fibroate deletion, which is present in about 90% of all patients. 90% of all patients have at least one copy of this mutation. And these new therapies seem to work even in patients that have just one copy of CSTR mutations that caused by that fibroid. And the outcomes so far look very similar to what we've seen for hypercaptin, these gating mutations. So, so we expect that those therapies, while we don't have the long-term data yet, will result in, in a major change in outcome of patients overall. Cystic fibrosis is a global problem, and the Commission is focused on opportunities for progress in the care of patients worldwide. Can you describe some of the challenges that need to be addressed to provide improved care for all patients? Certainly. The delivery of accurate diagnostic testing early in life across the globe, especially in regions where CF has been previously thought to be rare, is a key priority. In addition to that, we're seeing growth in the size and also 
increases in the average age of the CF population as a result of improved life expectancy. Consequently, there are new complications emerging and developing new therapies to prevent and treat these will be vital. This includes the delivery of novel approaches to care, including technologies such as remote monitoring and telehealth to support sustainable yet effective whole-of-life care. The delivery of conventional therapies to the CF population that lives in low- and middle-income countries is also important and to date has been challenging. Further, highly effective modulated therapies that can be safely and affordably delivered to the whole CF population is also a key priority. The ongoing development of therapies to allow CFTR correction in those that have currently untreatable mutations and we also need to ensure the development of better treatments to treat infection and inflammation in those who already have established lung disease. Well, let me just add on to it from a perspective in, in low to and middle income countries. As we have seen in CF care overall, implementation of the multidisciplinary team approach and current therapies go a long way and implementing those across the, the globe will be a major step forward even before um, we have the opportunity to expand new drugs such as CFTR modulators into all areas around the globe. One aim for the Commission was to look at ways in which patients are involved in their own clinical care and in supporting research and setting priorities for the future of clinical care. How do you think patient engagement and involvement might be improved? Well, actually, as uh, CF clinicians, we are very privileged to work extremely closely with our patient community, patients and the lay community already through uh, direct contact by the multidisciplinary team in the clinic, but also well-developed networks of patient organizations help support the delivery of patient care, advocacy, and also direct interactions and helping set priorities both for clinical care and for also in the recent times, research priorities. How could this be improved into the future? I think direct engagement between patients and registries which help support a better understanding of current progress in healthcare outcomes, but also new complications and new challenges in delivering clinical care. We also need to work with our patients to develop agile models of care because the population is growing and we're going to have to work with our patients to really develop evidence to support the disinvestment in some of our conventional therapies as we start to see real benefits as a result of highly effective CFTR modulated treatments. We need to continue to have this very collaborative approach and some of the challenges around how do we develop and provide affordable and safe but highly effective CFTR modulated care for all of our patients across the globe. This is going to require not only collaboration between patients in the clinic but also with other sectors within the drug development community including the academic sector, industry and the regulatory agencies so that we can ensure that treatments are available for all of our patients. What do you hope to see for people with cystic fibrosis in the next five years and in the longer term? Well, for the next five years, it's, it's certainly a priority to bring these highly effective CFTR modulators to patients. And it, bringing them to patients means bringing them to patients all over the globe, not only in, in some countries where the process of bringing those drugs to the clinic 
is probably much quicker than in others. And that's certainly a priority that the patients always also see when we talk to patients and families. Um, right now, this is a main priority for them. And the longer term a priority is that if we see that these therapies are actually able to control and maintain CF at a constant level so that patients don't necessarily see disease progression over time, that would be our hope. Then Hopefully, we could also reduce treatment burden, which is quite substantial currently, and one of the major concerns of, of patients and families if we talk to them. Dr. Bell, Dr. Ratchin, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Our pleasure. Thank you.